Hey y'all, welcome back to Debunked. I'm Valerie. And I'm Libby, and welcome to our February episode. Woo! Woo! I was just talking to Libby about how excited I am for February, and today we're going to touch a lot on relationships, but not necessarily only romantic ones, because, you know, February, Valentine's Valentine's Day, Day, but also like friendships, you know, a lot of relationships don't have to be like relationships and relationship (laughs) with self too. Exactly. That's so true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but I was just telling Libby that February is a great month. We've got Harry Styles birthday. We've got, I mean, I have so many friends who have birthdays in February, but most importantly, there's also Groundhog Day coming up this Thursday. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's this Thursday. <laughs> and my roommate and I currently are having a debate on if Punxsutawney Phil is actually 134 years old or if he's been replaced. I'm on team Punxsutawney drinks the life elixir and lives forever. What about you, Libby? I'm on the he gets replaced. <laughs> Okay, so <laughs> this is going to be a poll. We're going to put it up and we're going to see who believes, who's on my side and who's on Libby's my side. side. <laughs> happy Groundhog Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy February. Let's get started. Woohoo! Okay, so getting right into it this month. Um, first, starting about like relationships and like this can be friendships or romantic relationships. And we really want to talk about like what's healthy and what's not, but not in like the a 40-year-old, like, man talks to you, like, at the front of your class about, like, toxic relationships and shows right. you a video. Like, that's not, <laughs> that's not what this is. Um, if it was, like, we wouldn't be doing this. But, yeah, so, I mean, obviously, like, friendships and relationships should make you feel good. Like, they shouldn't make you feel bad. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think. Like For Valentine's Day specifically, the reason we wanted to, like, focus this episode on all kinds of relationships is... Because Valentine's Day, I think, is commercialized to be a romantic relationship holiday. That's so and true. And people believe that if you're not in a relationship, the day is not for you. And you should be in your room crying and sad. And actually, I, um, I recently told this one guy that Valentine's Day is like one of my favorite days of the year, one of my favorite holidays, a thousand percent. I mm-hmm. love love. I love love That's so good. Much. That's good. That's not a bad thing. But then he turned around and he goes, what do you mean Valentine's Day is your favorite holiday? You're single. You can't celebrate. <laughs> and I so was rude. so, it was rude. I was, was so, so upset mean. because I was like, oh my God, like I love love and you just crushed my soul. Like... <laughs> That was so mean. Really, like, Valentine's Day, like, yeah, it's commercialized to be, like, all, like, lovey-dovey, which, like, honestly makes you want to barf. And that is someone saying that in a relationship right now. Like, I just, (laughs) that makes me want to barf. Like, no. But I feel like, also, like, Valentine's Day, it's always been fun because, like, you know, like, my mom, like, my parents and I would kind of celebrate and get each other, like, little things Mm -hmm. and stuff. And, like, this year, like, some of my friends are going, like, on a little Galentine's, like, weekend. Like, we got a little Airbnb. So. (gasps) Where are you going? I think it's, like, just south of Asheville. So, in the mountains of North Carolina. I'm excited. So. Probably take some good hikes out there. Good hikes. I know. Not everyone in the group are, like, big hikers, but we might do some little short ones. Yeah. You know, one or two. Not, nothing too crazy. Um, but yeah, I think Valentine's Day, like, is so not just about relationships. Also, like, relationship with self is, like, you brought up earlier, Valerie. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think, um, at least from my experience with Valentine's Day, I have never been in a relationship on Valentine's Day. And 
that's not the worst thing ever no. because also like I still maintain that Valentine's Day is one of my favorite days of the year because I don't know growing up like love was just I was raised with so much love my parents emphasized love my friends always have love and appreciation and well you don't necessarily have to do that through gifts and things like that it's also like I would wake up on Valentine's Day, my mom would have a brunch out, Aww. decorations. Like, we take Valentine's Day seriously. So we do, sweet. like, little Valentine's Day baskets for each other. I'm actually working on my mom's right now. That's so cute. She Aww. has, she has, oh, my mom's going to listen to this, whatever. Um, <laughs> I have this new ice roller that I've been loving for my face. It makes my face feel so nice in the morning or, like, at night. And one day I was ice rolling while I was on FaceTime with my mom, and she was like, that would be a nice little gift for someone back in Tampa. And I was like, mm-hmm. noted. <laughs> like, noted. But um, I love making little gifts for Valentine's Day. I'm making like a little box for my roommate right now. And like, I love gift giving anyway. But I think like through gifts, through words of affirmation, through quality time, like through all the love languages, you can really like show others how much you love them on Valentine's Day. Not that you don't other days, but... Yeah, it's There's just, one yeah. day to celebrate it. Yeah. And I think, like, I've always been, like, I've definitely been not a Valentine's Day hater, per se, but, like, not a Valentine's Day lover, I would say, as I got into, like, high school and, like, middle school and high school, and I was like, I'm sick of this sucks. And I was like, it really <laughs> doesn't suck. It really doesn't suck. Um, but I think, yeah, I think that's such a good perspective to have on Valentine's Day and just, like, throughout the whole year. Like, just little things of, like, you know, gratitude and love and just showing your appreciation for other people is so, like, cool and so great and it means so much to people. Like, it just, yeah. So it really boosts mental health, I think, as well. And I think really what we want to emphasize today is, like, self-love and relationship with self because what we're going to get into in a minute is talking about the health of a relationship and considering what's healthy and what's not. And I think oftentimes it's easier to put it in terms of what's healthy in a social relationship, mm-hmm. whereas we don't always think about are we treating ourselves yeah. with that same healthy perspective and outlook and, like, doing the things that make us feel full. Um, one last note on just Valentine's Day specifically. My friends growing up would always, like, make jokes on Valentine's Day. They're like, happy Valentine's Day. So it always like kind of made it about me, which I also (laughs) love. Um, But I love that it's like a little pun. And it also makes it so much more special that like part of my name is in the holiday. I'm like, oh my God, like I love love. This is great. Um, But yeah, so Libby, do you want to kick off like some relationship health? Yeah. Kind of kick off this next section. Yeah. I think it's like relationships. Like when I talk about this, this can go for like romantic relationships, friendship relationships, even just like relationships like with like acquaintanceships, I guess. I don't know if that's a word, but. Situationships. Situationships. I love that word. I love that word it's too. It's so effective. It's so effective. It's such a great word. Um, <laughs> and also like your relationship with yourself. So I think the biggest thing is like surrounding yourself with people, including yourself, that like improve your mental health and support you when you're going through tough times. I think it's really, really hard to open up to people about your mental health, um, especially, you know, when you're going through a lot. And we'll touch a little bit later about supporting someone or, or like, how to support yourself, like, in crisis, um, which I think is really helpful. I know a lot of people that I've talked to, like, just don't know what to do, which 
understandable. This is why we're doing what we're doing because like there isn't enough like talk about that. Mm-hmm. But like back to kind of relationships, like you know, I think people really, really, it's really hard sometimes to look past those like red flags or just be like, oh, like they didn't mean it or oh, they're mm-hmm. busy. But it's like if this person like isn't like you know isn't asking you questions, getting to know about you yourself or like I'm trying to think what else like just basic like supporting your mental health and supporting your goals and like your achievements and your you know what you're passionate about is so important it's like even if they don't like that's not their passion like you can still be supportive and I think it's also it goes both ways like I think it's not I think like it is just really important to support your friends in whatever they're doing unless it's not a good thing you know like if they're in a toxic relationship where their boyfriend or girlfriend is just a really bad person yeah you know I (laughs) I love how you brought up how your friends can kind of speak to your relationship because a couple things I've learned as I've gotten older, Mm -hmm. your friends, you need to listen to what they think about your romantic interests. Yeah, they do. Yeah, you do. do. (laughs) I have not in the past and that is something I struggle with because for me... I guess, I feel like when you're in the relationship and, like, something, actually, I just saw this TikTok recently Mm -hmm. that said that, you know, me being neuroscience, I thought was so cool. It said that when you're in the stage of uncertainty in a relationship, you know, Mm -hmm. like, I mean, like, for me, like, when I'm talking to a guy for the first time and we're really hitting it off and, like, oh, where's this going to go? Or he, he, like, did this really nice thing for me. Or, like, Mm -hmm. oh, we watched this movie and cuddled. Or, like, whatever. Whatever, yeah. Apparently, that is when you have the highest amount of dopamine release in a relationship. Interesting. Is in the uncertainty phase. Like, before things start. So, it's also part of the reason that people have the honeymoon phase and then... Things are like, wait, all of a sudden the things that like made it's me so excited. Three month mark. It's, it's the a three month mark. It is the three month mark. It's the um, three month mark. Anyway. This is yeah. a little bit of a tangent, but my mom also told me this is just like a fun fact or like something to think about. Yeah. In a relationship, like in a romantic relationship, if you're considering taking things to the next step, moving in together, getting engaged, whatever, date for a full year date through all four seasons because people act differently in different seasons and you need to see how your relationship goes through especially the winter doldrums because it it gets really rough like yeah i mean now we're at the end of january which thank god but it's actually been a good january good good i'm I'm so glad yeah but we'll get to that later i'm so glad it's awesome so yeah so listen to your friends because when you have those really high dopamine levels and dopamine release, and then on top of everything, you're like, wow, this could go somewhere, and you start not paying attention to some of the bad things. I was recently in kind of a situation, whatever, <laughs> where I had really high highs and really, really low lows yeah. with this guy, mm-hmm. and the issue with that is you're going to hold on to the high highs. You're going to hold on to those dopamine releases. Right. And it takes, it, it honestly takes a friend's intervention because they don't see that person with rose-colored glasses. They see them for who they are. And you know what? You just, you got to listen. 
You do. Girls, you, you do. like girls, listen to your girlfriends. They can tell. They always know. They always the know. moms always know. Like you have to listen to these people mm-hmm. because it is way too easy to get caught up in a toxic, manipulative relationship and friendship, honestly, too. It's true. I've definitely experienced those. And those are rough. Yeah. Like, really rough. And it's hard to break those off sometimes. So, it's really important to listen to what others say. And I know there's an argument for, well, they don't really know the person the same way I do. But then my counter-argument to that is, then why is this person switching up when they're around you versus in a group. Right. That's such a good argument. I definitely agree. Like, I definitely have seen, like, some of my, like, friends and, like, former friends and people that I really don't really talk to anymore. Just, it's interesting to see people, like, switch up. Like, they'll be, like, or, like, you know, I know some people we struggle with this where, not struggle, but, like, you see this with friendships where it's, like, you have one friend and they're so great on their own, but then when they're with a group of people, they just become so, just, like, you know, they put you down. They, like make those comments where it's like oh haha like that's not like you're so stupid but just they'll make like little haha but like Mm -hmm. really mean comments that like just really nitpick at you and like it's just like you get to a point where you don't want to be around them and it really is annoying um and so I think we all I mean it's sad because I you know it's sad that we should all have to experience this but I think we all do experience that in a to a certain extent of with people that just don't you know they don't make us feel good they don't you know they're toxic they really focus on themselves more than like you and like you know relationships and friendships like they can't always be 50 50 and I know Mm -hmm. a lot of people argue like they should always be 50 50 and sometimes they just can't but I think that circumstances circumstances change change. and I think it's like you have to like not like ignore it you know what I'm saying but like it's kind of like something first of all communication oh my gosh I am the Biggest pro- uh, proponent of communication because I mean that's why we have a, a gig on the side where we talk why for we hours. Talk for hours, exactly. <laughs> because I'm like, ugh, communication literally could solve half of the world's problems, and I stand by that. But, more than half, I believe yeah, it. More than half. Yeah. But I think I don't even know where I'm going with this. So sorry, everybody, because I don't even know where I'm going with this. But I'm just very passionate. I'm just about very it. passionate about communication yeah. <laughs> and talking to your friends. Well, and yeah, I think like. What you're getting at, too, is, like, in those times where it's not going to be 50-50, where you have to lean on someone else, if you can communicate that to that person, they will be there 100% for you. And, like, I like, you said something earlier about um, getting, you know, having someone who you could get through really hard times with. Mm -hmm. But I think, like, my kind of mantra, I guess, when I'm looking at, like, friendships, relationships, whatever... I think about, I'm like, who's going to be there for me at my lowest and cheer me on when I'm doing great things and like having success? Right. Because it's also extremely important to have people in your life who will say things like, wow, Val and Libby, you just launched your podcast. I'm promoting the heck out of it. Mm -hmm. I'm listening every month. We're so proud of you. Mm -hmm. But also friends who are like, you know, oh, like if you couldn't record one month, like you know, we're here for you. What do you need? What's going to help you get back to like enjoying the things you love or whatever? Like Mm -hmm. it's very important. And I feel like I've found a lot of that in college, um, which I'm so grateful for because me too. too. as much as I love my friends from home, it's a completely different dynamic when you go away to college definitely, and you kind of start from square one and you're like, what do I want to build up around me? Right. And I think it's so important. And like as someone who like struggled with friendships, like first semester of college, like literally like had like 
two friends, and one of them's my roommate, so, like, yay, Christine. Love Christine. Yay, Christine! Yay, Christine! <laughs> um, <laughs> I think it's, like, you definitely, like, eventually find your people, but I think you value, like, the friendship that you have, like, so much more, you know? It's, like, it doesn't take, like, you having no friends, but, like, valuing, like, I think when you are put in a position where you're really down or just going through a lot, and that happens to everybody, like, that's just life, I think, and you see the people, like, who are going to be there for you and, like, see the people who support you, like, it just makes you that much more grateful for them and just see, like, hey, like, you're not alone in this and, like, I'm not alone in this and, like, you have those people to, like, lean on you and then also, like, it goes both ways, like, if they're struggling and, like, you're there for them, um, I think that's great, you know. Now, it's so important. Yeah. Tying this back to now transitioning into when you are single or working with like self-love, you'll see how I tie these two together. But <laughs> let's talk about sitting in the singleness. So one thing that I really love to point out, and I guess really focus on also like when Valentine's Day and things come up, is when you are single when you're in a period of singleness, that is your time to really work on yourself. And, like, we should always be growing and working on ourselves. Right. Like, right. I mean, my therapist one time, I, I told her, I was, like, crying. I was like, I'm so sick of working on myself. And she was <laughs> like, Valerie, I never want to hear you say that again <laughs> because you're here and we're working on you. Yeah, And I was true. like, you know what? You're right. Like, yeah. Life is constantly working on yourself. And one thing is, like, you could take a different approach. You could be like, oh, I'm so sad I'm single. Oh, why doesn't someone like me or whatever? But, like, take that time to, like, figure out your needs and wants. Like, Mm -hmm. you function and you're with yourself 24-7, 365 days a year. You need to figure out what are my needs? What, What do I need out of a relationship Or, like, what could someone add to my, like, current way of life? Mm -hmm. And also, just because you're not dating somebody doesn't mean you can't take yourself out on dates or go on friend dates or whatever. I do, like, two coffee dates, a brunch date, and, like, something for myself every single week. Mm -hmm. Because it's so great to just, like... To do that for yourself. I love going places alone. Like It's fun. It's I love like nice. I've always wanted to go to like a movie alone, but I'll go to like, you know, a coffee shop, get a coffee and just like sit with my thoughts and think or like mm-hmm. you know, get like a croissant and like go on a walk or yeah. whatever. Like yeah. little things are so good. And like also for me, <laughs> this actually I'm gonna shout out Miley Cyrus's song Flowers. Love that song because it's so good. That I'm so glad it was released when it did because that is like my anthem right now. Good, but anyway, good. um, I did just buy myself flowers today. But <laughs> when I was still in high school, I told my mom I was like, when I have a home one day, I'm constantly keeping fresh flowers in the house. Mm-hmm. And I've always also thought I'm like, oh, like, I really wish I had a boyfriend who could, like, buy me flowers and stuff. And I'm, this sounds cheesy considering the reference to the song I just made, but whenever I go to Wegmans, I always pick up a bouquet of flowers and I keep them in, like, this cute little gold vase on my shelf because flowers are one of my favorite things. They just add so much joy. Like, I love them. And I was, like, one day when I came, I guess when I came to college, like, back this past fall, Mm -hmm. I was like, oh my God, I can just 
buy myself flowers. Like right. I would have to wait for someone to get me yeah. flowers or like whatever. Even one thing that I haven't tried, but I just thought about is like, I love, I'm a big words of affirmation girl. Mm-hmm. So I love when people like write me a letter or write me a note. There's nothing that I cherish more than someone's words. But I think I need to start like writing my affirmations and yeah. writing like things like that in my journal too, instead of just like unloading from the day or my thoughts, like mm-hmm. also make sure that there's positivity in there. I so I just, important. I encourage you all, especially like navigating relationships before 25, like again, being the neuro girl I am, <laughs> our front, our frontal lobe is not fully developed until we're 25. So our judgment is not fully developed until then. And I think because we're not completely logical until our mid-20s, it's really important to have those periods of being single so you can really connect with who you are because it'll only benefit you in relationships later on in life. And before I pass it back to Libby right now, I just want to say one more thing that my best friend Catherine told me sometime last year. And she basically said to me, um, oh my God, I lost it. Okay. What did she say? It's like the best piece of advice I've ever gotten. Sorry. You take over. I'm okay. going to think about okay. it. You got it. I'm it'll come, back, it'll to come back to it. Totally. I was so ready. Totally. I built it up and I lost it. But you yeah. go. No, I'm back. I think it was like, I love what you said about like, it's like that feeling of like, oh, I can buy myself flowers. Like I can like, you know, do all those things in a relationship that like make, you know, me feel good if like my boyfriend like bought me flowers or something. But like, I feel like it's almost like. I don't know if it's, like, freeing is the best word, but it's, like, it's so, like, empowering almost to be, like, yeah, like, I can do all these things, like, for myself. Like, I'm super independent. Like, you know, I am enough for myself. And I think that's so huge. And that's, like, definitely something that I am still learning. Like, I'm enough, like, for myself and I'm enough as me. Um, But, yeah, I just love what you said about that. I think that's awesome. Um, But kind of transitioning to, like, talking to someone, because I know, like, we've been talking a lot about, like, oh, like, I feel like we've been hammering it into you, like, don't be in toxic friendships and yada 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 and blah 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 blah. and like so obviously you guys are probably like well that's great Libby and Val but like what do we do like (laughs) you know like I don't know I think and obviously what I said earlier is like communication um and talking to people I think my biggest thing is like having conversation and like you know they're tough conversations but it will make you feel better and I think having like something to write out like the notes app is like I know everyone uses it for like writing long paragraph emotionally things um but I feel like some of my tips would be like write out some of your points that you want to make and then like you know kind of look over it and edit it and then additionally like um I wouldn't don't send anything when you're in an emotional space I feel like too many bad decisions get made when we are emotional and too many things are said that you know you don't you don't actually mean you're just upset which is completely valid valid everyone gets upset it's completely okay to be upset and be mad sometimes but I think those are my biggest advice um and I think also like it's okay to take some time to reflect and be like okay like is this serving me or is this person like not serving me but like you know is this relationship like enough for me and is it making me feel the way I want to feel and like vice versa or is it and is it just this one thing that's kind of like you know, that we can maybe talk about? Or is it just like, hey, this isn't working. This has been going on for a while. Like, you know, we may need to kind of like, like I may need to kind of figure this out and like, you know, kind of drift away or like, you know, talk to your friends, talk about your friendship and kind of, you know, 
step away because at the end of the day, like, your mental health is so crucially important and, like, your mental health affects everything else about you, like, your physical health, emotional, obviously your mental health. It just, it really affects everything, so... I think it's really important to reflect on your current relationships, and that includes your relationship with yourself. It's, like, I'm really trying to work on that this year, like, my, like, negative thoughts and, like, intrusive thoughts and kind of just curbing them to be, like, okay, like, you know, this is stressing me out, but I have time to do this if it's, like, something that I'm working on. Or, oh, like, this is annoying about myself, but I'm, like, hey, like, I'm doing the best I can or, like, you know, um, just kind of giving yourself grace but allowing yourself to kind of reflect on those things. Um... I remembered. You got it. Go. I got, you got it. it. So it, it actually ties in exactly with what <laughs> oh, you just said. Beautiful. Okay. So here you go, Catherine. <laughs> um, Catherine told me once that I can only be as good to others as I am to myself. That's and awesome. I cannot serve others in a relationship if I'm not serving myself. So basically, this is all to say that if I'm not being good to myself, prioritizing my mental health, thinking of where I'm at, how can I expect to be a good friend to them? And that helped me because being a people pleaser as I am, the thing is, is that I really like, I think about others' feelings before my own. I will let I just, I'm prioritizing their feelings. I'm like, Mm -hmm. whatever happens to my feelings happens, but I don't want to like be the cause of any emotion for them other than joy and happiness. But hearing that made me think like it, it, I don't know. It helps the people pleasers because you're like, wow, I can't be a good friend of them if I'm not good to me first. So it's kind of displacing that on like, I can't be a good friend. Yeah. So it, like, pushes it away enough that it reconnects with you. Like, does that make sense? Like, I definitely feel that. I definitely feel that with, like, this podcast and, like, my whole, like, work with, like, mental health advocacy. Because I was really struggling, like, last, end of last semester. And, like, over winter break, I had some great highs, but also some, like, super low lows. And I was like, okay, but, like, and I talked to my therapist about it. And she was like, you cannot, like, do the work that you're doing unless you're, like, practicing on yourself. Like, that's, you know, I'm like, it's basically being hypocritical. That's what I tell myself. And so... I think it's so important, like, okay, like, because I, like, you know, really encourage, obviously, mental health, and just, you know, I encourage all these things to my friends, but I, at the end of the day, like, I also need to do that for myself, or yeah. else the work that I'm doing isn't really, you know, it's not, I'm not, a, it's not example. credible, it's not credible, and I'm, like, I'm not being, a, setting a good example for others, so. Right, yeah. and, like, you were saying with, like, toxicity in relationships or if you need to take a step back to care about your mental health and your place a lot of people often stay in a friendship relationship etc because of how long they've been in that relationship they look at time as a factor and this sounds bad but it's the truth sometimes Mm -hmm. there are tough pills to swallow and this is one of them and time means nothing it really matters it really, yeah. quality over quantity a thousand percent because the second that you are justifying staying in a relationship because quote unquote, well, we've been dating for six months while well, we've been friends for five years. It doesn't matter. It Life doesn't. happens. Things change. And as you continue to learn and grow you may realize that a certain relationship is not satisfying your needs, is not 
helping you grow. I remember I like before going off to college, I felt like I couldn't grow in my hometown anymore. I felt like there was no more growth for mm-hmm. me, but I craved growth and I always will. And it's important to changing mm-hmm. and growing is so important to the human existence and the human condition. And if it's just like, you have to understand that you're not going to be the person you've always been. And that's not only okay, but encouraged and necessary. necessary. That's a hard pill to swallow. I struggle with that all the time. I get so nostalgic. I'm like, oh, I just like, because you seek comfort. You like, we naturally seek comfort. And my comfort is, you know, my life in Colorado, which is fine. Like, you know, I mean, I get it, but I think it's also important to be like, no, like, this is where I am. This is great. I've working, I've worked so hard to be where I am and that's awesome. And, but it's also okay to not be okay with that sometimes. (laughs) And with all of this, going back to the topic of communication, when you want to open up about your mental health and have those conversations, I mean, for me, I've found therapy very helpful, even Mm -hmm. in the times where I'm not actively struggling with something. It's good maintenance. And a term that's commonly used in therapy is like adding tools to your toolbox or growing your toolbox. Oh, yeah. Um, I got a heavy toolbox. (laughs) Um, But sometimes and it's like sometimes you also need those reminders of like what you have in your toolbox and the coping skills you've learned. Right. Um, I think that's really important. But on the flip side, when we want to think of others, it's also important to know how we can support people. Um, And, you know, one thing is saying like, I always encourage people to go to a therapist if they need like an outside opinion and outside perspective. Um, But also I think what's so key about communication is just like asking them before you like, cause you don't want to come off as like trying to solve their problems or like Mm -hmm. diagnose them or whatever. Mm -hmm. I found something that's really helpful is to just ask them like, what do you need from me right now? Mm-hmm. what are you going through mm-hmm. is there anything I can do to help do you want me like what do you need from me in this moment and that can change because if someone's struggling and they're like I need some time to figure some things out I'll get back to you you need to trust that and you need to unless, of course unless there's like a self-harm situation or right, something that definitely. can genuinely hurt them if someone needs space Give them space. Definitely. The follow up with them. Yeah. Say, oh, are you ready to talk now? Nope. Great. Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm here to be there for you in the ways that you need. That's mm-hmm. what I've found to be the most helpful approach to discussing mental health with others. And then secondarily, whenever, if, you know, I also do this, but mm-hmm. when I start crying or something, I always apologize. I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, you know, this is a lot. I don't mean to like dump on you or anything reassuring those people in your life that it's okay to cry it's okay to express these emotions you know that this isn't there every second of their every day and telling really just reassuring them that it's okay to be feeling what they're feeling and you are there as much as you need them or as much as they need you to be right and I think it's so important because I know like even myself, like, supporting my friends and, like, my loved ones, like, in their mental health, like, 
journey and their mental health struggles, like, you, like, a lot of people have the, like, desire to, like, fix it or try to come up with a solution or just try to say, like, oh, like, you know, this has happened or, like, I know you're going through this, but, like, other people have it worse. And I will say, sometimes you just need to be there because yeah. sometimes you just, they just need you to be there, you know? And I think the biggest thing for people in crisis is to never, ever ever leave them alone as someone who has been through that don't ever do that I think it's so important just even just sit there with them be like hey do you want to watch a movie like we don't have to talk about anything just be there with them means so much more than trying to fix the problem sometimes because you know as a result sometimes you just don't want solutions and that's okay and sometimes people other people don't want solutions and that's fine and I think just having that open communication of like hey like you know I am here for you I'm here to support you you know, I know you're going through a lot right now and I know it's, you know, I'm like, I, it's not going to be forever and we don't have to talk about it. Um, but just pe- knowing that, you know, people, you have people there for someone in crisis is so important. And mm-hmm. so that's like the biggest thing for someone in crisis. But just even just people that are like opening up to you about your mental health, that is a really scary thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just treating them with obviously kindness and respect and not shaming them or making them feel guilty for how they're feeling or how they're acting. Because a lot of times, I mean, you have no idea. Like a lot of times people are in survival mode or just trying mm-hmm. to literally stay alive. Yeah. So, you know, just being supportive and treating people with grace and kindness, which you should anyway. Like, that should just be across oh, the yeah. board, but a lot of people don't do that. Right. <laughs> um, it's just really, really important. That's something I'm really passionate about, like, talking about, just because um, a lot of people don't know how to deal with someone that, or like, support someone, and that's, you know, it's, it's not, I don't want to say it's okay, but, like, it's okay that you don't know, basically, because right. it's not talked about enough, and just the other day, my roommates and I were talking about how, like, we wish there was, like, more education about this, like, in K through 12, like, supporting someone mm-hmm. that is, you know, struggling, and I think I definitely agree it should be talked about more, but I think that the best thing you can do is just to be there and just be like, hey, like, I love you, like, I'm here to support you, you know, um, I will, you know, if they need you to call somebody, you know, great, you know, I definitely would have a list of, like, national or local resources, um, kind of with you and after the episode will be published I am going to update our resources that we have I think our page accidentally got deleted on our website so I know I'm just going to put a permanent list like on our like pin it on our um Instagram so there will be always be national resources if you ever need something for you or a friend um and also use your intuition like if someone says they don't need help but clearly they do Mm -hmm. you can intervene they're not going to take offense to that sometimes By saying they don't need help, that's their cry for help. That is their cry for help. Um, Exactly. And also, like you said, people don't always want answers. My mom told me something a couple years ago that I carry with me and I honestly use so much now. Mm -hmm. She said, like, if you're talking to someone and you just are getting frustrated that, like, they're trying to solve your issues and you don't want, you just want to, like, rant about it, talk about it, Mm -hmm. literally just be like, look... I don't need my problem solved right now. I just need you to sit here and say, yeah, that sucks. Right. That really, really sucks. Right. And move on. And I was like, that is so smart. And I, yes. I've used it. Um, I've said that to her before because, you know, moms and dads or any, like, parental figure, mm-hmm. they're always going to try to solve their, like, right. their issue. Because right. they don't, they don't want to see their baby hurting or anything. No. Um, but I was on the phone with my mom a few weeks ago, just 
so upset about all these little things that have built up Mm -hmm. and she was trying to like well you can do this or how about you and I was like mom right now I just need you to sit here and agree with me that this sucks and she's Mm -hmm. like I can do that for you yeah um so that's also a great way to support that is a great way to support someone is just to yeah like and sometimes like if you know they're ready to talk about solutions that's great you know like there are so many resources for you that some are on our page, some are um, online, whether that be crisis lines, whether that be, you know, mm-hmm. therapy, references, um, counsel. you know, there's a lot of resources. Um, and so it's important that we all know that because, you know, we, there are resources available and it does get better. And I know for a lot of people it doesn't seem that way, but it does. And so just being able to be there for someone and staying calm and cool and collected um, is really the biggest thing. Um, I was just talking today about like anxious energy and how it can be felt in between people and why relationships with two people with like chronic anxiety don't often work because Mm -hmm. one person's anxiety spurs on the other's anxiety spurs on the other. Right. And if someone's in crisis Yes, our natural response is, like, fight or flight. Right. But we also have to take a second to, like, step back and say, like, okay, stay calm, stay cool, collected. What can we do here? You know, how can we move through this? And part of that is that communication aspect um, in, like, supporting someone because, you know, encouraging them, like, whenever you're ready to talk about support, I'm here. Mm -hmm. If you're not right now, just let me know that. And I think sometimes we forget that we can literally just communicate our needs. Just say one word and those people who are healthy in your life will respect what you need, whether that be time, space, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I think also like it's important like if and when you do ask for support, like, you know, kind of just give like a little forewarning, like, hey, like this is a little heavy. Like, are you in a good mental space to talk about this? Yes. Um, Just because that's something that I you know, haven't always done. And that's been something that I really regret not doing earlier. Um, and so I think that's really important as well, just to make sure that like, Hey, like if this is ever too much, like just let me know. But you know, your feelings are completely valid. Like knowing at the end of like your feelings are valid and there are people that can talk to you that are in a healthy like space or like a professional, like there are people that can talk you through a lot of different things. Um, but just like when you are approaching a friend or a loved one, I think it's important. One last thing I want to put out there as a resource for our UNC listeners. Um, There's this thing called the Heals Care Network, which I discovered last fall. And our vice chancellor is the one who kind of coordinated it all. And I found it to be a really great resource because it's super accessible for if you're interested in mental health, what clubs you can join, if you're struggling with mental health, where you can go. Um national resources are listed, local resources are listed, and by accessible, it's just very obvious how to navigate the site. Mm -hmm. Um, And they'll get you connected with who you need to be connected to. So I highly encourage, um, even if you're not struggling with mental health right now, just take like a couple minutes and just look at the page. It's, I believe it's just healscarenetwork.com or .org, something like that. You can find it, no problem. (laughs) But um, I've had a meeting with the vice chancellor before and I complimented her work on the Heals Care Network because I was really impressed with how cohesive it is and how easy to navigate it is. And I would just encourage you all to 
take a look at that, see what you think of it. Um, and also like, let us know if you think that something could be edited on it or added to it, because we do have the ability to have those discussions with those people in those high for places. Sure. So yeah, feel sure. free to reach out. Libby, do you have anything else? I don't think so. Um, thanks for tuning in. Yes. In February. <laughs> have a great month. Happy Valentine's Day. Do something for yourself, not only today, but every day. Thanks, guys. Thank you. See you next month. Bye.